Hello and welcome to 99 from 99, the movie podcast where we take you back to the past and cover 99 films or more from the year 1999. I'm your stubborn Kentuckian host, Michael Denniston, joined every week by madman of the airwaves, Ben Zook. Why take a journey to the past? Well, perhaps like you, we've looked out our window and seen the world grow smaller, colder, and scarier. Not here. So sit back, relax, and come back with us to a time when theaters were full, tickets were affordable, and there were so many good movies, you couldn't possibly catch them all. That's what this podcast is here to do. So we hope you take the entire trip with us, 99 episodes on the films from 1999. you to hit me as hard as you can i'm scared to close my eyes i see dead people i believe you have my papler now that i've met you would you object to never seeing me again this is not just a couch it's just our couch take the red pill and i show you how deep the rabbit hole goes leave the light on after bedtime I always thought it'd be better to be a fake somebody, a real nobody. Are we gonna air it? Of course not. In a time when gods walk the earth, an epic battle rages between the encroaching civilization of man and the gods of the forest. When the forest has been cleared and the wolves wiped out, this place will be the richest land in the world. Now, the fate of the world rests on the courage of one fearless princess. I'm not afraid to die, and I would do anything to get the humans out of here. And one brave warrior. You fight like a demon, boy. Like something possessed. What exactly are you here for? To see with eyes unclouded by hate. Now watch closely, everyone. I'm going to show you how to kill a god. Fire! So Princess Mononoke is one of those uh, films that's in that odd position of, of, like, I often hear people bring it up as a 97 movie, and I guess it was released in, in Japan in 97, but it didn't make it to the U.S. until 1999, but it did get a big release in 1999 in the U.S., so I, I believe that's why we have it, uh, you know, on this podcast Oh, this already uh, sounds so painful for you. Well, no, that makes <laughs> sense. I would defend that choice, you know. Um, so my this is my experience with with the director here, uh, how how Miyazaki. Um, you know, when I was younger, like around eighteen or so, I hadn't seen any of these movies, and um, you know, uh, I had people telling me, "Oh, you have to see them. You have to see them." You know, like, and they do tend to appeal very much to, the, to that age group. Um, you know, younger, younger guys, uh, and everything. And so I got dragged to, to see, uh, Hal's moving castle, uh, on a date, uh, in Washington, DC. And boy, that <laughs> okay. was, that was, and yeah. And then I just remember, I just remember going to the bathroom, like halfway through it and thinking, man, there is another <laughs> hour of this, uh, left. <laughs> And, um, you know, and so then after that, I kind of put it away. Okay, I saw one Miyazaki movie. I can just check it off the list and say, I, I, I tried. I tried. Um, and then someone told me, oh, well, you, you, that's his worst film. You, you have to see, you know, the other ones. And so, and so people made me watch um, My Neighbor Totoro and um, 
uh, a few others probably, and and I didn't really like them. And I was I, I thought I, I I was like, oh hey, that's pleasant, I guess. I could see how children would like this. And, and then I got told, no, no, don't you see? <laughs> this is the best thing ever. It's just amazing. And how could you how could you say it's just for children? Um, and so then I put it away for a while. And and then like in 2013, uh, I was curious about seeing the uh, the wind rises. Um, you know, and, and yeah, did, that's probably the only time I've, I actually like, oh, oh okay. That, that was the first time that I like went on my own to see one of Miyazaki's movies. And, and I didn't like that. Didn't care for it. I, I, I feel like people give him a pass for really bad storytelling. And, and that's what I find frustrating about it. And, and the only film of his, I, I finally, I finally saw one that I liked. Uh, the only film of his that I liked was Spirited Away, and and that is a movie I would gra- gladly watch again. Uh, but 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 other than that, I I have basically not been the target audience for uh, for his movies. And boy, boy, I so I wasn't sure what to expect with Princess Mononoke. I had made it through about ten minutes of it uh, prior, uh, and then turned it off for for whatever reason. And um, yeah, I watched watch about half hour, and then I turned it off, and I was, I was giving myself credit for that um <laughs> for making it that far and then i watched another like half hour and turned it off and, and i made it so to this the is, point this is like getting on the elliptical machine for you like you do a half <laughs> yeah, hour yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. Like, good it's, I'm bettering it's, myself. it's tough you know and and then and then and then i made it to the part where they were like screaming about why why can't wolves and and man live together in peace <laughs> and i was just like well you know this is this is a tough sell you know and then so i finally made it to like the final 10 minutes and then I, I left it, and then it, it took me several weeks to finally watch the final 10 minutes, and uh, it did not get better there. My question, Deniston, yes. uh, is who the hell is Princess Mononoke? Like, I, 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 was, I think I was paying well enough attention, and I think, uh, you know, and then I read the summary of it, you know, this morning, and I still can't fucking figure it out. Who the fuck is Princess Mononoke? Yeah, because the Mononoke... Um, what is it? Because I'm reading here, it's uh, it's supposed to be a monster, right? Like a shapeshifter of some sort. So are they? Are are we saying that this is the the lead character because she is just like you know she's like uh my boy Tarzan. She's just an adopted wolf. Like I, I don't understand. Or is it the uh you know the the shapeshifting you know spirit of the forest at the at the end that has like you know the it's night mode and day mode. I, I don't know. know. Maybe call it, you know, the story of, of Ashitaka or whatever his, his name is here. Um, maybe do that. Um, you know I really you know. like in this movie? Well, I, like, I actually like a couple of them, but um, can, can you actually guess who my favorite character is? I bet you can guess. Uh, Ashitaki. Ashitaka. No, no. Uh, right. I don't know. He, as good as any of, the, any of the rest of them, I would say. I mean, I didn't <laughs> uh, like any of them. I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't feel anything for, for any of them. I, I, I was not intrigued by the storyline. I, I do not. People talk endlessly about the animation quality of these Miyazaki movies. I, you know, it, right, like. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> We're trying to have a little fun here before you go back into your, your negativity. Okay. Uh, Lady Iboshi. No, I don't. <laughs> that is Mini Driver, though, so that's a good Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's another thing. Did you watch this with the original you know, voice acting with subtitles, or did you watch the American I've been I've been version? told by Miyazaki fans that it doesn't matter, and so I watched the American version. I think I've been – I've probably been told otherwise, um, 
but I, I do have a friend of mine who's like really big into his films and he's he echoes that that sentiment uh that it doesn't matter like that and i, I do think with like this because i've only ever i think i've only ever watched the uh, the American actors uh, doing the voices, and I think it's it's really pleasant to my ear. Like I, the one I was thinking of was Billy Bob Thornton as the monk because he, you know, coming off of being John Malkovich, he's the most uh, Doctor Lester to me as far as like his uh, aspirations. Like he has a line towards the end of the film. It's actually you know spoiler alert I guess for Princess Mononoke. Okay. Um, if we didn't do that already with the uh, you know the debate on who Princess Mononoke is, but. <laughs> Uh, where they have the the head of the uh, spirit of the forest, um, and you know he's being implored by our hero character, our protagonist, to like you know give back the head, which is you know something you've seen in other movies. If you don't fully understand the the rules of this world, uh, you know give back the head. Maybe this great you know spirit monster won't you know kill us all or in the world whatever. And he's like, boy, like everyone wants everything, but now I actually have a chance to do that. I actually have a chance to get everything I've wanted. And I'm like, okay, he's, you know, this is a Hail Mary pass. This is, this is a guy that's like, he's going to go for it. You know, he's, he's basically tired of, uh, his sort of lowly existence. He's got nothing to lose. So he's, he's put all these plans in motion and, and the world be damned. If he has a chance at everything, then he's going to go for it. Uh, but then the film doesn't really follow through with that, like, which is strange. I don't, I don't know if he's, like supposed to be like a, a likable character because it feels like, you know, at different times, uh, our hero could, uh, he could resolve these problems through violence and he chooses not to. Um, and instead they just sort of talk it out, uh, which I'm guessing is what you really hate. You hate, <laughs> well, I hate, how, I hate how they talk it out because there's a lot of points in this movie where character A comes up to character B and says, we have, we cannot do this. We must do this. And then character B says, okay, you're right. Let's do that. That's not the way <laughs> movies work. Like, like, you know, it's, it, it is boring to watch characters just agree to do, you, you know, on the, on, on the, on the path that their quest is supposed to take them and everything. And I just think, I just think Miyazaki is not a good storyteller. And uh, I mean, whatever, I don't care if people hate me. Um, you know, I've, I've certainly gotten enough, enough hate, uh, from well, his fans. I mean, I know, I know uh, where you stand. Point. Uh, you were a huge fan of the Morse chestnut character, uh, best man. <laughs> so you, you do not care to be reviled. <laughs> that is a better, that sand. is a better told story. You know, the, <laughs> these people get together for a wedding and it turns out they, they all have different objectives and, and, and conflicts between each other that, that boil to the surface. And, and then they have to do, you, the, the, then Harper has to figure out a way to solve the problems that he's called, caused. What, what is going on in this film? Uh, like, like the fucking, the, the wolves and, and the boars. And, uh, I didn't understand any of it. I think the sentiment, here being expressed about, you know, the natural world not being able to, to be conducive with civilization. It's the kind of cheap, uh, you know, dumb sentiment of a child, of, of, of like a seven-year-old. And if a seven-year-old comes out and says, Mommy, why can't boars and, and wolves and man <laughs> live together? And people go, oh, how cute. But Miyazaki does it, and he gets Oscars and, and, and awards. Moro. Why can't the humans in the forest live together? Why can't we stop this fighting now? The humans are gathering for the final battle. The flames of their guns will burn us all. And what happens to San? What's your plan, to let her die with you? Typical, selfish. You think like a human. San is my daughter. 
She is of the wolf tribe. When the forest dies, so does she. You must set her free! She's not a wolf, she's human! Silence, boy! How dare you speak to a god like that? How could you help her? I don't know, but at least we might find a way to live. <laughs> what, what I don't respect, what I don't respect, is I don't respect that you bring up the problems uh, in these stories, uh, you know, in, the, in their screenplays, uh, and how the story is being told, and people just go, "Oh no, no, no! It is, it is magnificent. You, you cannot talk bad about how how Miyazaki." Um. <laughs> well, here's okay. You you kind of touched on it, and I guess you got some pushback. But uh, is it an issue then if if these films are genuinely aimed at younger audiences? Like, I mean, you are telling like a fairly simple. I mean, it's not simple as far as uh, you know maybe following along the uh, the sort of world building here but it is about a guy who basically like wants he wants people to stop like fucking with each other like that's i mean that's his thing he has all the power in the world he's got he's been infected by a demon uh and so he could give in to hate and just you know cut people's heads off which he does on occasion and i appreciate that but only, i guess only when forced to uh, but he basically wants everyone to go to their respective corners and you know stop stop trying to take more than what they need. So I think that's a fairly reasonable you know story uh, and you know conclusion for a child to to draw from is just if everyone was just you know left alone or respected each other, then you know the world would live in harmony. So is would you take issue with it if it was seen as this is a children's film? Well, if a child, you know, like there was a, like a seven-year-old came up to me and said, yeah, I, I like Princess Mononoke. I would say, oh, how, how cute. You know, go, here's a, di- here's a dime. Go <laughs> along. Um, but when the, you know, when these people, you know, and even, even when I was like 18 or so, I just saw, I, it seemed really dumb to me, the, the number of people who took the, these works as seriously as they did and were not able to uh, and you know, and, and and so you know, I'm a huge fan of Pixar, and and I don't see why I should have to apologize to that because when you compare the level of their storytelling to to this, it is night and day, and that is why you know their their films I think I think work more on a universal level than Miyazaki's do, and uh, and and you know I I just find their films to be far more. Uh, far greater achievement, in, like in regards to that. Whereas Miyazaki's movies uh, disregard storytelling completely, um, you know, for for whatever reason. Um, it's and, and also, especially, you know, The Wind Rises, The Wind Rises, which is somewhat fresh in my memory from 2013. Uh, you know, is not really the kind of film that I could see children really getting into. There are a lot of boring scenes. You know, where they're discussing, you know, how a plane flies and and what sort of things they could do to make it fly better and everything. I can see kids getting really bored at that. Um, And I and I feel like that may may have been brought up somewhat when that film was released. Uh, So I do think I think there's a weird disconnect uh, uh, that, that people have where they're just willing to go along with whatever is in these Miyazaki movies, no matter how ridiculous uh, you know, it is one of the reasons Spirited Away works for me is that it's told through the viewpoint of a child. It is a child, you know, go, like going and having a sort of Wizard of Oz type experience and, and the whole that, that, you know, colors the whole film. Um, you know, this, you know, this guy, 
like is a grown ass man and he needs to take more responsibility. Uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! What do you what do you mean <laughs> more responsibility? Are you talking about the uh, Billy Crudup? Ashi, here? Ashitaka here. I mean, he Billy Crudup. <laughs> he he kills <laughs> kills a a demon demon to uh, protect his town, and for his troubles, he is cast out uh, <laughs> in a pretty harsh scene. That's like. Yeah, you know, we can never look at you again, uh, and it's like you'll be erased from our history. Like, but then he goes and you. he's entertaining these notions about wolves and and boars like living together. And what do you and mean he's just, entertaining you know, the notions? I think well, he's just uh, well, okay, he's um, listening to them, and then you know it's just let, let, no, no, no. Let's you know maybe this probably isn't. Uh, it's it's showing that it's not uh, just for children. Uh, he, he develops a a sexual infatuation with this wolf girl. I mean that's that's really what it is, right? Like it's it's a crush that he has. He he sees her, he falls for her, uh, and so he's one willing to bend over backwards, uh, even at a point in the film where she stabs him, I believe, in the heart, and he gives her a hug in return. I can see a lot of this stuff really not really not working for you. I just can't follow. See, see, even the things you're telling me, it's like I just can't follow the point from A to B to C here, and, and it's hard to re- like. Like I, I believe in storytelling. I believe in uh, you know storytelling that that grabs you and absorbs you, like we were talking about with being John Malkovich uh, the other week. Weird, weird, uh, weird hook there. Weird high concept storytelling there, but they do things to pull you into it. Uh, you, you know, Princess Mononoke uh, does not. And I don't, I don't see why we should have this I- insane amount of respect uh, for, for these works. This is the one that broke, you know, the camel's back. Like, looking back on it, I didn't really hate Howl's Moving Castle that much. I just found it ineffective. Um, say, and then, yeah, with, with The Wind Rises, I was getting pretty perturbed that, you know, that, that people were just going on and on about uh, how, how much they love Miyazaki. Um, you know, and, th- and, and seeing this film now, this is, it, I'm, I'm broken from this genre of filmmaking. We're, hmm. we're, we're done. Miyazaki. It, it is funny to me, uh, as a, you know, <laughs> me as a sort of a well-known hater, uh, especially now of like Pixar's offerings, uh, and just cartoons, uh, treated as, I guess, serious art in general <laughs> that <laughs> I was very positive. Now you're, now you're going into your Emma Thompson mode here, <laughs> uh, with your, I, I just can't abide cartoons. <laughs> I I really like Tarzan. I enjoyed it. That was a good summer movie. <laughs> okay, you know how, how would you how would you say Tarzan compares to Princess Mononoke, uh, Denniston? Well, that might be where I probably come across as offensive. Where I'm like, yeah, they're pretty much equal. <laughs> they're they're, pretty, you know, they're 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 fun uh, action cartoons, right? Where our hero you know has to try to unite things, uh, gets in a few. Uh, a few scraps, uh, and then eventually, you know, is he's accepted by his uh, adopted family here of you know a completely other race of beings. These like uh, these wolf monsters or apes which, or boars, whatever. Which, which films had which, which film had the better music? You know, uh, I don't remember being a big fan of the Phil Collins <laughs> stuff. Uh, now, but if you ask, you me to loved like, it. You you <laughs> have been singing. You bought the soundtrack. I bet. Well, you've been okay. like singing it all around the, the house. To, to that man's credit, and I guess what you want to hear is I'm going to remember <laughs> to Phil Collins' music. The music in Princess Mononoke, uh, you know, if it, for whatever reason, if there were some, I guess one of these freaks that you despise had it playing on like their Spotify playlist, uh, I probably would not recall. Like, oh, that's from Princess Mononoke. I, I, I don't know. Um, 
But I, okay, I, I, this is like the only, I think this was my only brush with Miyazaki at all, because I'm, <laughs> you're coming across as like, I guess the angry, hateful American and I'll, I'll play the dumb American. <laughs> well, that's the only not one, fair. That's not fair. I'm not hating I think on fair. him because it's fair you know, I'm not premise. hating on him because he's a Japanese filmmaker. I'm hating on him because I don't like the films. I, I strongly dislike these films. There are many other, you know, uh, Asian filmmakers that I love. Probably not. Just play your role for this, just for the sake of argument here. Um, but for me, like, it seems like this is the one you're saying. This is the one that broke the camel's back for you. This is the this was the breakthrough film for him as far as like American audiences, right? Like, this is the one that that sounds plausible. I feel like my neighbor Totoro uh, w- w- would be more. Uh, that would be more the case for my neighbor Totoro. I don't even know uh, what that is because I'm not. I'm not a dork. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you now, so so look, Dennison. Now the Miyazaki fans are coming after you because you have now said something that is not allowed to be said. You are not allowed to say that you do not know about my neighbor Totoro. Totoro is just so he's a he's a caterpillar thing that moves around like a bus, and and uh, and you know, people just love him so much. Like it's like you're insulting their childhood if you insult. And I and my neighbor Totoro is fine. It is like perfectly non-objectionable uh entertain like ch- child ch- children's entertainment and, and if people you know that makes more sense to me than this but then like when you say that people go oh no my neighbor totoro is the most amazing thing ever put to film like they, um, they came out i looked it up they came out in 1988 um no that did not you know i'm gonna say that's not i'm gonna rule right now that was not the breakthrough <laughs> uh princess Mononoke, probably you know honestly something we've Probably only talked about very briefly, uh, you know, this coming out and the age DVD, you know, opened up a, a lot of a lot more revenue to the studios and they just like people were just buying them left and right. I mean, it was just a talk about a breakthrough consumer product as far as films, uh, you know, that everything was available relatively cheap. So I'm going to say this is this is the one uh, and you would probably know better than me. Did Spirit Away, did it win the? Yeah, it uh, did. Um, best animated feature, I, I, I assume. I want to say it even got a screenplay nomination, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, but but I like that film. I would, like I said, oh, I would gladly okay. watch that film uh, again right now. Spirited Away. It, it's just, I story wise, I cannot get into to these other other movies. How do you, how do you think Princess Mononoke compares to something like Lord of the Rings? Poorly. Um, <laughs> next question. Well, I mean, in what way? Because it's like. <laughs> Put write them down on on paper and not like a uh, Tolkien, you know, like you're laying down the Bible in front of people uh, for something they're obviously not going to read. So look, but. so look, Lord of the Rings. The there is a there is a specific connotation to what the ring represents. It represents power and what that power could do, you know, and the idea that whoever gets that power will eventually be corrupted and and become, you know, like a troll figure, like 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 Gollum. Um, you know, so far sounds so like Princess Mononoke. As this far as is, the demon, but the story is not being conveyed with the same level of sophistication and intelligence. Uh, and I, I don't do know not if understand. And and you, you know, I've only ever read half of the Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> okay, um, and I liked it. I just didn't. I just didn't know if I was going to spend the whole time to read the whole thing. Um, but yeah, so I'm only going off of the Peter Jackson movies. You know they're far more intelligent and sophisticated uh, than this, uh, especially from from a visual standpoint. That, that's where that's where I really lose it is when people go on and on and on about how great 
the animation is from the Studio Ghibli films, you know, animation where if the character is like 100 feet away from, from where the camera is, they just don't have a face, you know, which is what I see in this genre of filmmaking. I would not call that great animation. Sorry. <laughs> You're really getting into the weeds here. I, I am, and it, it, it bothers me. I, I think this is a genre of filmmaking that people have given a pass to in many regards. And, you know, I'm standing up for the forgotten man, uh, the forgotten film goer uh, who has suffered through these Studio Ghibli movies. And uh, <laughs> you, are, you are a man without a country here on this one. <laughs> Fine, that's fine. I don't care. I don't care. I, but I'm, you know, god damn it. I've had enough. Um, you know, the reason I brought up Lord of the Rings is like, you know, the uh, I was always surprised that those uh, became the, this huge sensation, uh, because I, I never thought that was going to translate to film, and for whatever reason, it did. And I, you know, my parents watched those movies, but I'm pretty sure that. It would be very similar to Princess Mononoke if I asked them to be like, okay, what what was the story of the the Lord of the Rings? Yeah, they they would they would quickly find themselves in the weeds as far as they're like, well, you know, bad guy, you know, volcano, they got to destroy the ring and that'll they'll save the world. That you know that it it is similar to Princess Mononoke. That I I enjoyed both of them. I enjoyed Princess Mononoke. Where I will agree with you though. And it's my own bias against just, I guess, animated films is that visually I'm just not as taken with them. And it's harder for me to have an entry point into the experience when it's not a real flesh and blood actor, like taking me along. Like the stuff I think about with Lord of the Rings oftentimes is not like the battle sequences, but it's, you know, it's the the choices that those characters make like it's the performances you get like I, my favorite character is Bormir you know he's he's the 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 sort of the fallen man he's he's the one that sort of gives in to his impulses that he thinks are for you know for the for good of all but really they're they're selfish in nature um i think that there's you know you could translate the story to princess mononoke with live actors and I probably would just honestly be more into it than I would be as an animated film. Well, well uh, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe. Uh, I guess to me it's like, yeah, okay, in general, I'm not big on fantasy uh, anyways. But to take a more easy-to-compare uh, example, so The NeverEnding Story from 1984. So live action, so maybe what you're saying is correct, that because it's live action we're more inclined to to imbue you know the characters with human emotions and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I agree with that, but I, let's go with your, you know, I'm going to accept that premise for, for a minute, <laughs> just for the sake of argument. Uh, but you know, okay. What is the most famous scene in the never ending story? Michael Denniston. I've not watched it since I was a kid. So yeah. A okay. Yes. Yes. What is the most famous scene? I guarantee you the first scene uh, is flying the creepy, like wolf dog thing or whatever. Okay. You, you failed. You failed. Um, so <laughs> that, that's on the cover, the right? Wouldn't that be the scene, most famous scene? The most famous scene that everyone remembers is when the horse is, you know, be is drifting into the swamp and uh, our trail. is pulling on his horse, trying to get him to come out and he won't get out. And so, you know, people who were kids when that movie came out, they won't remember anything about it, but they'll remember that scene in general. Mm. Uh, not the case of you, but whatever. <laughs> Look, I, I just Googled this 
And I'm right. Every image I get is of that weird flying dog thing. Okay. Well, the next thing after that, they're going to mention the horse <laughs> sinking into the mud. And what? And, and then the thing is that you look at that scene, and on its face, you know, yeah, it's about a kid trying to make sure his horse doesn't, um, you know, sink into the mud because he, you know, but extrapolating it out, you know, the the horse is sinking into the mud the same way that a person would would sink into depression. And he, you know, he's unable to move, uh, you know, no matter what Artreyu does, the horse won't move. He's just getting sunk into the darkness, into, you know, blackness, into, into depression. Uh, And so you look back on good fantasy and there's all the subtext and everything that maybe you were aware of. Maybe you weren't at the time when you watch it. I don't think the same is true with princess Mononoke. It's, it wears its heart pretty much on its sleeve to, yeah, and, and kind of that. exposing, kind of exposing to me that there there isn't much thought going on in the in the choices made in it, and so I don't know. I don't care if Miyazaki fans hate me for it, but you know, I've had an, uh, enough. I've had enough. <laughs> I'm gonna say that uh, I'm gonna reserve my uh, my thoughts as far as where this falls uh, in my top ten for the year. Uh, when we get to our own little uh, war show and category, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be this or Tarzan for best <laughs> film of 1999. <laughs> Neither of them will be will be nominated on my on mine. So uh, not even a music, not even a song nomination for that atrocious Phil Collins uh, song from Tarzan. Uh, so so spoiler alert there. Do you want to do a special? Do you want to do a special segment on? Uh, you know, I've been seeing a lot of movies lately, so I just <laughs> a special segment. I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to worm in a, in a way to talk to you about the movies that I've, I've seen recently. So, what, what do you want to do? Like, you know, your your hot take minute or something? You're I guess gonna, like, so. Rapid fire. Okay, yeah. hit me. Okay, Irishman. Uh, you know, the Martin Scorsese movie. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, really good third act, but te- you know, t- far too slow and far too long. Uh, leading up to that, and they never they never really establish uh, De Niro's relationship to to Hoffa in the uh, you know in the beginning part, and so it, he just goes from being indifferent towards him to to you know thinking of him as like the world uh, in the third act, and that doesn't make any sense. So um, a disappointment, but but I think I liked it more than most people did. Uh, I mean, it's, it definitely would not win Best Animated Feature for me. With no, I don't think effects. so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I thought all that was unnecessary. I don't know why they felt the need to do that. Yeah, because they still look 70. So and, those yeah, scene, and, those scene, and those scenes were not that integral to the plot, really, when you look at it. Yeah, but it was a hook. It was a Netflix <laughs> hook for you. Uh, Joker, uh, terrible. Uh, I, I, I found nothing to like about it, even the performance. Uh, uh, you know, it's the kind of performance that I think gets recognized because it's really intense all the time throughout the movie. It's and got so, the most acting. You know, yeah, it's got, got the most acting. And I feel like his other roles, you know, he's been far better than that. And, I just watched uh, uh, yeah. Two Lovers uh, last night. And uh, yeah, not, uh, not recognized for that one, but uh, put on the clown makeup. Then we'll, then we'll give you the trophy. Send in the clowns, you know. That's <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Uh, Marriage Story. I actually surprisingly liked it, uh, despite oh, it being a Netflix movie. I uh, that's probably my favorite film of last year. Oh, uh, I doubt I doubt it's going to win anything beyond 
Laura Dern. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be like my favorite movie I've seen recently. Man, you were uh, such a supporter <laughs> of the rich on on screen and and their their trouble. Well, you know, I, I will give you credit there. I will give you you know I I'll admit that it is kind of uh, it is. I think I think what it is is that for whatever reason. Hollywood cares more when they're presenting a story kind of about themselves uh, mm-hmm. than they do if, if if it's about you know the the other you know people the, the other. What's he going to do? Is he going to um, live in New York or he going to live in L.A.? What? <laughs> Well, he put on his little plays in L.A. or New York. Oh you're my not God! Wrong. This is you're tragedy. not wrong. You're not wrong. I just found it to be the best written, most engaging movie uh, of the ones that I've seen. Um, okay, Parasite, I liked as well. Uh, I think I think a lot of people are trying to make it a monolithic story of of like you know good and bad characters when the movie is not like that at all. Uh, you know, like, oh, I don't want to spoil it because it's a recent movie, so I won't go deeper well, than it's, that. Well, it's know? a very similar response to, to Get Out, which, uh, you know, makes it uh, a little more troubling for me. Like, the <laughs> the message that its hardcore fans are taking from Parasite of, <laughs> you know, this revolution where it's going to be like, a, you know, the uh, the end of uh, Marie Antoinette or something, where it's like, let's take them out of their homes and kill them. Um, See, and I think... yeah. But I think the movie is, and I think you're right, because I've had discuss like like the person, who, the first person who told me I needed to see it. He said, "It's I loved it. It's my favorite movie of the year. Why? Because I hate capitalism so much." <laughs> and it's just, well, well, you know, it is just a place in South Korea. Um, <laughs> but, so I, I really liked it. I don't think the movie is monolithic in that regard. I don't think that's the idea behind the movie at all. There's a lot of subtle stuff they do with editing. Um, you know, that I think people maybe aren't picking up on. And, and that's a shame that people are liking Parasite for the wrong reason. I think it's way better than, than Get Out. Um, you know, it's a movie that's concerned with class warfare, obviously, but the characters are, are far more well-developed and three-dimensional. And yeah, so I, I, I like that more a lot more than I thought I would. Should I go on the next one? Sure, yeah. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari, I really liked it. Uh, not too much to say about it. I just, I I like it's the only one I've not seen. I'm going to see it Wednesday. I really liked it. It's on. uh, Okay. You're going to see it in theaters Wednesday. Yeah. Cause uh, they're, you know, they're doing the best picture thing this week. So that since that's the only one I've not caught up with, I'm going to go, you know, give it the feature, uh, the feature film as it's supposed to be seen. Not like the Irishman, like (laughs) (laughs) in in theaters. (laughs) It's, it's a good movie. I I hope you like it. it. I, what I liked about it was the number of things that were communicated without, uh, it having to like say it right out and I won't say anything more than that. Okay. Uh, so what else did I see? Uh, we already talked about little women off a uh, podcast, but I guess <laughs> I'll mention that I hated it. Uh, it's basically like a competition between that and Joker between which best picture movie I hated more. Do you know um, which one I hated the most? Actually, I think it's no. the only one I hated. What? Uh, and of course, it's the only thing I've ever watched in your presence. Uh, is by oh, far my least yeah. favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, so I like 1917 more than you, but uh, yeah, I, I honestly I've almost completely forgotten about it uh, at this point, and that doesn't really speak well to it. It makes sense what you know what's happening. I mean, it's like it's a big spectacle movie that, that is kind of championing the theatrical experience. And so it makes sense that Hollywood is kind of corralling around it the way they are. So I'm not in disagreement with you, but I will say I enjoyed it more than you did. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I would, is I would that all anyone them? did. I haven't seen Jojo rabbit yet. Uh, I believe I you'll hate it. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm going to wait then for video on, on that one. I'm trying to think, is there another one? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we did a podcast yeah, on. we so did that. You can what... check it out for yourselves, you know. Uh, <laughs> Have you, you know, like had any inkling to go back to revisit it yet or no? No, um, but I mean, uh, not right now. My uh, picks, uh, of course, that would be my pick as far as what I prefer to win Best Picture. Uh, and then my runner-up would uh, be uh, Parasite. Those would be my my two. Although I really despise the Parasite fan base so much, so it almost it's become like a you know big turnoff for me. So, all right, uh, next hot take: the two popes is really boring. Uh, I don't I don't know what happened to I don't I don't know why people are all of a sudden really interested in in like the the popes. And I guess there's an HBO series on uh, that's about popes as well. Um, yeah, I, I mean I liked Anthony Hopkins in it, but. Uh, it was really massively boring. Otherwise, what did you see it? I did not. You don't actually have to. Uh, canceled uh, my Netflix account. Uh, Good Friday. So, <laughs> so. well done, <laughs> well done, sir. Uh, so no, I, I'm just a stars man now. <laughs> just uh, okay. I think that uh, that's it until we move on to the next whatever the next batch will be. What is the next recordings. film, uh, Michael Dennis? The next batch. Um, Oh, I was looking it up earlier. I remembered. Okay, it's a remake of a film that was in black and white, and it has a cast member who is also in uh, The Best Man. Oh, is this the uh, final entry into our year of Tay Diggs? I think so, yeah. Well, I'm sad then. Uh, so this is House on Haunted Hill? Correct. Did I have that right? Correct. Okay. So, uh, and we had we actually had The Haunting this year, so that, is that uh-huh. what the other clue was? Reference no, okay. that would have been a good one, but I didn't think about that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Uh, all right. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did see this on video as a teenager, but had no, nothing really stuck with me as far as memories of it. I don't know if I had any opinion one way or the other about it. As a, I think it was just disposable. It was a Netflix movie before Netflix. Just something I popped the tape in and forgot about. So that'll be fun. I expect that you're going to have a lot to say about this one for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you're, we're getting to that point where we really are kind of, it's easier to, to read uh, ourselves mm. and everything. But yeah, you're right. So <laughs> Don't worry. I'll throw you another curveball. There'll be another Tarzan coming up on this list uh, that's going to appall you, I'm sure. All right. So until then, uh, thank you uh, for listening to uh, this very special episode with Ben's <laughs> hot takes that uh, will probably also be cold takes, right? Maybe, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, by the time we release this, it, it yeah. might be, but I don't know. But the Oscars moved up a, a week, so they've, you know, that kind of helps us now. That's true. It does. I, I mean, I think it just helps everyone. <laughs> just get it out of the way. <laughs> get it up. I, I, I do predict this will be probably one of their least watched years because I, cause I, I think moving it up, you know, to be so early, uh, you know, like, like even the people who even like the old lonely senior citizens who, who, you know, probably would have put it on, you know, to, um, you know, just to have background noise, uh, they will be probably tuning out. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll get together for, uh, the last of Tay Diggs in 1999. So a very sad, uh, somber episode coming up. And if you'd like to continue the conversation with us, feel free to do so on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at 99 from 99.
It's all right. It's all right, Mrs. Travers. Mr. Banks, going to be all right, I promise. <laughs> I can't find cartoons.